We going. We out here. We in this. Yep. And what is this that we're in? Hell? For you, maybe. I'm always in hell. <laughs> yeah. Is it really hot there? Um, you know, it's not actually too bad for me. You'd be better off asking Michael. Honestly, it's been in like the high 80s to mid 90s every day. Mm, but that's like and also it's a drier heat. That's what so like says. 90 is more tolerable. For anyone that yep. doesn't know, Caitlin, because that's Caitlin. Records, oh, yes. Hi. <laughs> she records on the West Coast and I record on the East Coast. So I am Tupac. She is Biggie. Listen to yeah. that episode. Two episodes. Um, yes, it's a two-parter, technically. Like, we yep. didn't really call it... A, but, I mean, they're interrelated. Yes. Both of them have been accused of being responsible for the other's death. So, And both of them have been rumored to still be alive. So, I mean, it counts. Yeah. All right. So, this is crime culture. And, uh... In preparation for our um, October series, where we're going to be doing two episodes a week, yes, uh, this is a, kind of a little mini one, just because we're doing so much research for October that uh, trying to still crank out our regular episodes, so we're just taking it easy with a shorter one. But I found this case, and I had never heard of it before. And I heard of the pop culture side of it before the actual case. And it was so baffling and interesting that I just had to talk about it. I've truly never heard of this. And also, I don't think we should jump the gun and say that this is going to be a super short episode because there have been other ones where we thought it was going to be super short and it's ended up being moderate. All right. Well, so as far as my see. notes for this episode go, it's shorter than what most yeah what i would consider a regular episode but anyway yes so, i I'm also gonna... talk a lot so we both talk a lot it'll be okay it'll yeah it'll work out it'll work itself out either way everybody's gonna be fine we're gonna uh, make it through together yeah once again uh just a general warning i this uh case takes place in uh thailand lots of the names are thai um i did my best <laughs> um there wasn't a ton of information when I started looking, uh, like, there wasn't a ton of different places where you could find information. Um, I tried to look at news reports that actually said their names out loud, and um, it said them real fast, so I tried to slow it down on YouTube. And oh, that's didn't the really, worst. Didn't really help that much, so I'm trying my best if there's anybody that um, knows how these names are pronounced. By all means, let me know. Perhaps our Thai listeners. Yes. Chrissy Teigen, I know you're out there. I know you and Luna and Miles love to listen to this while John is in the recording studio up in his biz. Oh, yeah? You know that for a fact? If you, I know this for a fact. I mm -hmm. know this for a fact. I know that you're listening to this because you're really trying to prepare for Chrissy's court. And I'm just saying, if you or your mom can just help us out a sec and also send me some noodles... All right. That'd be good. I'm cool with that. Sponsor us. I can babysit, too. Just just going to put it out there. I'm a, I'm a fucking great babysitter. Sure. And dog sitter. Hi, Paul. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I know too much about this family. Anyway. 
moving on to the actual episode. <laughs> so uh, this is the story of the Thai murder babes, which is the name that was given to them by uh, the collective public. I do not condone anything that they did, so calling them babes, mm, maybe a little problematic, but it gets more problematic. Uh, I so, feel like I feel like babes is it's and I I wouldn't go so far as to call it gender neutral, but I think that it's more it's not necessarily you don't have to be hot to be a babe. Like these presumably they, they are going it. to be hot women. Yes. They, but, the name comes from the fact that they are attractive. Okay, then never mind. My my argument falls flat. Yeah. Okay. I tried. So, I tried for everybody. <laughs> I really did. Uh, the story starts with a woman named Warisara, uh, who goes by the name Am Klinjoy. And she was a free-spirited 22-year-old. She had tattoos. She worked at a karaoke bar as a hostess, which sounds like a pretty cool job. And yeah, I'm she here was, for it. Yeah. She was involved in an ongoing relationship with a female classmate. But both of these facts, the fact that she was a hostess at a karaoke bar and she was in a relationship with a classmate, um, were completely unknown to her husband. So uh, it starts with it starts with a lot of secrets. Um Okay. So her husband's name is Sakchai. Bafhongdi, and uh, he was often away at work, and this allowed Warisara to live her own secret life. So she had um, kind of a double thing going on, a little bit of a, a Hannah Montana-esque life. Uh, so Warisara and uh, Sakchai lived in Thailand, and despite many of their secrets, they lived a fairly happy life together. Um, this changed when CCC, CCTV footage from outside the karaoke bar revealed that Warisara had been taken from her place of work and forced into a car against her will. Um, oh. Yeah. Not great. Well. On mm, May 25th. Not here in, for this. No. In the northeast section uh, province of Konken, a passerby noticed a strange smell coming from under some metal sheets on the ground. Never a good sign. Yeah. No. No. Really? So when, mm. when the police arrived and uncovered the area, they discovered a shallow grave filled with bins, and in each of the bins was a garbage bag holding half of Warisara Klinjoy. Fuck that shit. Yeah. So very, no. very brutal very rough um as happens in cases like these the police immediately suspected warisara's husband who as usual was away for work so sakchai was not only clueless about the fact that she was missing because he was back and forth from home to work all the time but he also had no clue that she was living this double life so she was had been taken from the karaoke bar he didn't even know she worked there so that was news to him. Um, as far as he knew, Warisar was living a quiet life with her mother while he was away. Okay. So he's not a suspect. Well, he starts I mean, as a suspect, but um, it's just so dumbfounded by everything that has happened. It's like, first of all, his wife's missing. Second of all, 
she's murdered. Third of all, she's had this whole other side of her personality that he never knew about. Yeah, yeah. So technically he didn't do it. Yeah. We'll get we'll get to who did it. Okay, um, okay. But the, like it's not the husband, so I can't say I'm not disappointed. Yeah. The time not that became it, what? Sorry. Sorry. I feel bad for saying that now. <laughs> well, in we always joke in true crime it's stuff that the, it's like the husband. It's usually so. the husband. Like I I it's historically the case. It's statistically the case it's usually the spouse not even just the husband it's the spouse yeah yeah we've covered like the lorena bobbitt case and all that stuff sometimes lacey peterson yeah you know and others that are currently just not in my brain shit happens but they exist shit does happen yeah but it mostly happens to the spouse yeah that's true yeah yeah um, so the Thai public became absolutely enthralled with the grisly murder case. Meanwhile, police were scouring the streets for anyone who might have seen what had happened that night. The CCTV footage was more than enough to identify at least a few culprits, and they're not what anyone would have suspected. So, moving on to the suspects, it's uh, Kawata Rachata, Apawan Satabundit, and a couple Wasson Nonprom and Jidarat Promkun. I think I got them all. Um, okay. They had all been at the karaoke bar the night of the murder. But unlike the hundreds of others who had been there that night, they uh, were not having such a good time. They were there for nefarious reasons. Um, okay. But the one mastermind behind the eventual violence um, was 24-year-old Priyach Nawangchai. And the day after the murder, Nawangchai, Rachada, and Satabundant ran off to Myanmar. Meanwhile, the drivers of the car, Nanprom and Promkun, uh, they went to Laos. They didn't get far, though, and were quickly apprehended by the police a few days into their stay. Uh, the pressure of the whole thing was beginning to mount, and Nawangchai was, um, and her cronies, her group, were soon um, learned that their drivers had been captured, and the video of the girl's kidnapping had been found. So, while they're in Myanmar, Nawangchai decided that the only option was to turn themselves in, which, okay. I mean, you did something bad, clearly. Yeah. And uh, ran away. Doesn't look good on you. No. But Very rarely. Turning yourself in is an interesting thought. Yeah. Um, it's it's an idea. Yeah. But she had her own reasons for doing so. So as yeah. it turned out, Warisara had actually known Nawang Chai prior to the murder. And they both worked at the same karaoke bar, and tensions had grown between them when Warisara failed to pay back a debt of about $1,500 to Nawang Chai. Things got worse from there when Warisara decided to report Nawang Chai's husband to the authorities for drug dealing. So, tensions were high between the two. Yeah. So To put it mildly. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> The murdering girls were flown back to Thailand to await trial, and they were charged with a whole list of crimes, including premeditated murder, theft, concealing a corpse, and overstaying their visas. 
the rumors of the murder mastermind, uh, Nawang Chai's uh, drug trafficking, were also considered as charges, but she was never actually formally charged for it. Um, if there was any doubt that Nawang Chai was the ringleader of this crime, it was quickly dismissed as the public began to learn more about this previously unknown person. Nawang Chai had grown up in a poor farm, but eventually moved away to make something of herself. In the city, she lived a life of excess, underwent extensive plastic surgery, and made a living as a successful bar hostess. Okay. Yeah. You well, do you, she, yeah, you started from the bottom. Now, now you're she's here. Murdering. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but what is interesting is that the life of excess didn't change once she was arrested. Mm. Uh, it rarely does. Arrests yeah. don't really matter to many of these people. No, but there's photographs, which are very shocking. Uh, she was still flaunting herself, putting herself in the center of the plot um, and the whole story. So it started to not become so much about Warisara's murder. It was about who her murderer was. Um, the media framed Noang Chai as something of a femme fatale, and the public ate it up. And in Thailand, the whole thing became known as uh, the Priyav Phenomenon. And that was her nickname. So okay. pictures of Noang Chai and her fellow suspects uh, were found not in handcuffs, putting on makeup before a press police uh, conference. In, in some of the photos, Noang Chai posed with police officers laughing and flashing a peace sign while wearing a face mask. And oh. yeah, these pictures exist. You can still find them. Uh, They're like just like chilling with the police, not in handcuffs, like putting makeup on, like like they're going for a night out and not like an actual police press conference for murder. Ew. Yeah. A little it's a little shady. Also a little shady so on the police's icky. point. Which they let them do all this stuff? Seems a little sketch. I, I mean, I'm not here for it. Maybe they have a good reason. No. Yeah, yeah I'm. I know. I'm trying. Uh, I'm trying. The, the police said that it was standard procedure to allow women to put on makeup pi prior to a press conference, but the department later transferred the two officers who were photographed with Nawang Chai. Okay. Because yeah, they're receiving backlash. Of Better course. to get them out of there. Right. So these pictures painted an image of remorseless killers who were being awarded special treatment because they had become so popular in the newspaper and television. Um, normally, uh, I guess in Thailand, the murders don't garner a lot of public sympathy. It, it seems like here in the U.S., the murders are uh, talked about more than the victims, but that's a whole other thing. Um. Public fans rallied around Nawang Chai and her accomplices online and gave them credit for coming forward and showing a, quote, human sense of responsibility. Okay. Yeah, so people were more like, oh, well, they turned themselves in, so they, they should uh, get a little credit for that. I was like, yeah, but they also, mm, sorry. Did some horrific shit. Yeah, they Literal murdered crimes a girl. Against, yeah. Yeah, they murdered a girl and cut her in half. Like Crimes against humanity. Yeah. It's rough. It's just like it's not like like when you, when uh there's a lot of people now that have watched like the Ted Bundy tapes and like 
all this stuff about Ted Bundy and like there are people who are like lusting after Bundy and I'm like Ugh. okay but you need to read um details of the crimes that he did <laughs> like that's everything that he did is so disgusting just like these girls like they killed a woman and cut her apart and put her under it like put her in bins under metal sheets and yeah that's horrifying and horrific and when you say that and now you look at this girl again do you feel that same sympathy for her i mean i feel no sympathy in general but <laughs> yeah um this is actually interesting one article even described uh noong chai as a real life roxy hart a dutiful wife and daughter who built a house for her mother and knew how to make an appearance. That was the headline. Not that, that she was a murderer. That is very Chicago. <laughs> yes. That is that is quite quite Chicago. Oh yeah. So, um there were people in Thailand who expressed a good deal of shock and rage. Thank God that the, the entire country wasn't just uh like bowing down to this woman um they were not only pissed about the culprits but the media's positive portrayal of noong chai um but unfortunately most ate it up uh they loved the sleazy news and they even bought merchandise and souvenirs inspired by what the media was calling them the thai murder babes but we'll talk about the merchandise in a second so okay. one of the questions that um, the murder girl's most avid fans were asking was, how did this even happen? Nguang Chai eventually came clean in an interview stating uh, um, everything she and her friends had done that night. The girls had lured Warisara into the car with a supposed job offer. They only intended to confront her, but things escalated very quickly. The original plan was only to assault Warisara, but once they had her in the car and at their mercy, their mercy, in order to teach her a real lesson, um, they attacked Warisara. She cried out, um, quote, if I survive, then you die, end quote. Not really good to antagonize your no. assailant, but there you go. So at that threat, um, it enraged Nawang Chai and she lost her temper she jumped on Warisara and covered her head with a plastic bag. So within minutes, Warisara had been strangled to death. And yeah, after that the group... seems right. Yeah. Like, not okay, but, like, that makes sense. Yeah, it was... I don't know. You, I guess you can say that it could be classified as a crime of passion because it's a crime that happened in the heat of the moment not saying mm -hmm. that when they grabbed her and kidnapped her they weren't going to go too far from that moment mm -hmm. like if she hadn't said what she said would they have killed her right it's like yeah. 50 50 yeah and there's no like you said it's 50 like there's no telling like you'll drive yourself crazy yeah but regardless of what type of crime it is it's a crime they still killed her yeah yeah and either way she's fucking dead she's not yeah. coming back and somebody needs to answer for it yeah so after that the group went to a local hardware store to purchase a saw 
so that they could dispose of the body, um, they went to a hotel to dismember her. Oh. Yeah. Very but interesting. Like, oh. The charges they must have gotten? Yeah. That is horrifying and gross. And nobody thought to be like, because I highly doubt that they were able to adequately clean up. Um, they don't sound like a bunch of Patrick Batemans over here. No. And no, no hotel thought to be like, hey. Maybe they paid in cash and didn't have to show ID or something. Maybe, so they, but they didn't I, know what who I'm it saying, was. But what I'm saying is they still wouldn't call the cops and be like, hey, just so you know, there's a ton of blood here. I don't know. Like, you don't say something? Well, anything? She, she, sorry to be graphic, but she wasn't stabbed. So she wasn't bleeding when they brought her into the hotel. So I'm no. going to guess that she was put into the tub. True. But again, like, you can't get rid of all of the... Think about it. Like, going through, as gross as this sounds, going through, like, arteries and full-on dismemberment. Like, you can't... That's a lot of blood. That's a lot of blood. Yeah, but contained, maybe? I don't know. I mean, they were caught pretty quickly after the crime had happened, so I didn't see a lot of information on the um, how the police found out who it was or if it was just the CCTV footage that they were be able they were able to be identified from which if you ever seen CCTV footage it's like two pixels so i don't know how you can make out anyone's face but i don't know i i don't i genuinely i don't either i'm just thinking about andre chikatilo and he was like oh yeah eventually i got good at like dodging spurts of blood Mm. like that That's happens horrifying yeah no but like it happens and i just i can't imagine that they were that good at it quite frankly mm. well <laughs> this next part it's a little rough okay so this is about the ethics of this case and the media pretty much so the media frenzy surrounding the Thai murder babes case had some unintended consequences. Um, the news cycle kept the women in the spotlight with stories like, quote, this is a real headline, quote, pilot who flew murder gang that dismembered um, opens his heart, end quote. So they went so far as to interview the pilot that basically brought these girls to escape. I don't know why they're digging that hard, yeah. but all right. Um, even worse, one network aired mobile phone footage of Nawang Chai having phone sex with her boyfriend, quote, allowing her moaning sounds to be aired on TV, end quote. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's, that's cute. That's really... Mm. I don't think that would fly on US TV. No. I don't ah! know if that's... Mm. Maybe. Depends. Depends on the channel. Uh, that's true. Like, CBS, probably not. Like, MSNBC, maybe. 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 Um, but the inability of the media to follow ethical and professional standards may have lost some much-needed support for the freedom of the press. The Thai military government made moves to require everyone working in the press to have government-approved licenses. 
The government dropped the stipulation uh, from the media reform bill. However, the bill, uh, the bid to regulate the press has gained new steam thanks in part to the Thai um, press, how the Thai press handled the um, murder babes case. So because of their coverage of this case, it may have, um, it may have changed how they report on things hereafter. Um, the case really sparked a debate over the role of the media in reporting crimes and whether the media are trivializing real life tragedies as entertainment, which, yeah, I believe so. Especially in this case. Yeah. Like, makes sense. But checks out. I think in a lot of other cases, like even here in the US, like, I don't know. We, I think we talked about it in the, the true crime controversies episode a little bit about like, um, kind of putting these people on a pedestal and, um, not really talking about the victims as much as the perpetrators of the crimes. Yeah. And I think that is, uh, in part the media and how they present the stories yeah no and i think that's everywhere but especially it sounds like here yeah um but this got so bad that there was um merch that came from it so i'm going to talk about that in a second but before that um just a little bit about the trial and sentencing so the judges at konken provincial court took two hours to read the guilty verdicts against the murder babes Nawang Chai and Rachada's original life sentences were reduced to 34 years and six months for their confessions. Sadabundit was sentenced to 33 years and nine months. The court also delivered a guilty verdict against Namprom for aiding and abetting in the murder. He drove the vehicle and purchased the concrete that they used to hide Warisara's body uh, after they sawed her into pieces in the hotel room. And he was sentenced to 23 years, four months, and 20 days in prison. Why the fuck would you do that? I don't know why it's that specific, but... Oh, yeah, that too, yeah. Yeah. But, But like, I I don't know why he he would do that. Like... Yeah. the, The puss is never that good, Haley. I know. It's never that good. Speaking as a woman, I know. Like, I don't understand why I just, I don't know, that close friends, I guess, like, maybe there's blackmail on them. I don't know what the, the oh, deal yeah. was. That's a good point. There could be blackmail. Yeah. So, um, Promkun was also sentenced to one year for buying one of the, one of Warisara's stolen phones. Um, Nawang Chai, Satabundant, Rachada, and Nonprom, um, will have to jointly pay 1.1 million baht, I think is the currency, B-A-H-T, mm-hmm. um, with an interest of 7.5% over 17 years in restitution to Warisara's family, starting with the day of the murder, which was May 23rd, 2017. And defense attorneys said that they would appeal the convictions. Which, how? <laughs> and yeah. why? I genuinely don't know. Yeah. Um, Warisara's 69-year-old grandmother said after 
um, after court, quote, I wanted my granddaughter to hear the sentence today, too. I hope they get the harshest sentence possible, end quote. She had brought a photo, a photo of her granddaughter and lit incense outside the court. Right. Um, in court, the accused were reportedly in high spirits, even laughing together. Um, after the sentences were read, they ran to each other and hugged each other, forcing the police to separate them. Nwang Chai's older sister, Promisari Samsari, said that her family would fight to get the sentence reduced, um, saying, quote, if you're, if you're not relatives, you wouldn't understand how bad this feels. My sister isn't a cruel person. We thought that... Um, we thought she was going to be sentenced to death for sure, so we were very stressed. We are happy with the result. It's like the honor of our family, uh, and one woman was won back. End quote. That's, I mean, that's real, that is sad. Yeah, like, for the I family. Feel bad for her. Yeah, yeah for the, the family. family of the person who committed the crime, like, they didn't have anything to do with this, so. Right. Yeah. And it's. It's the, like, imagine, like, your sister is suddenly in the middle of this. Like, that's got to be hard for anybody. Yeah. Um, but in addition to how the media portrayed the, um, the women involved, um, companies got, uh, in on the mix. So, um, there was a couple of pieces of merchandise that kind of went around. Um, young girls wanted to buy the colorful striped bags the suspects carried in the CCTV footage, and souvenirs were produced for the poorest of poor taste. <laughs> One of the top-selling items was a replica of a pillow Nwang Chai used while under police custody, which oh is weird. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm. I, to me, it sounds almost like there would be a sexual element to it, but... Yeah. Either way, it's fucked up. Yeah. One of the most disturbing photos from the whole case was not of the crime scene or the victim. It was actually a photo of a metal keychain, a product that went on sale at the height of the hype. And this keychain was of a tiny handsaw, similar to the one that dismembered the victim, and it was packaged along with a photo of Nawang Chai. What the fuck? Yeah. That's that is... That that fact alone, I think, is why I wanted to talk about this case, because that is insane to me. That's obscene. Yeah. And that's all I got for you. Told you it would be a short one. Eh, it's not that bad. We're at half an hour. Yeah. But that's still, that's really... All of that, that's pretty... Gross. It makes me feel icky. Yeah. I don't, I don't like it at all. No. And I agree. Like, it's it's even more fucked up that they're referred to, like... As, like, sexual icons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's not... T I'll post um, a couple of the links that I got the information from. There's not... Surprisingly, not too much information about this case, especially because it didn't happen that long ago. It was in 2017. That... I, I can't help but wonder if it's got to do with, again, like we were talking about press, if it's got to do with that, that they weren't, not even, the, like, that they were so focused on these other sensationalized aspects mm -hmm. 
like the phone sex and things that didn't really pertain to the case that they didn't report on the case itself. Does that yeah, make sense? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I can't help but wonder. Yeah, that merch thing is the thing that got me. I was like, how That's... did this get past anything? But no, it's yeah. it's something. It is something. <laughs> it's definitely something. And if you want to see more information that I have, I'll post a, anything I can find on the website, and that's crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. Yeah. And there you will find all the links to our social media, the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the Patreon. And I think we wanted to shout out some of our Patreon listeners for or people who are continuing to support our Patreon uh, this month. And that would be Josh, our friend Josh, and Camilla, who are like day ones. Oh, geez. Yes. And if you would like to support our Patreon, you can do so for as little as a dollar a month. One dollar. That's it. A one-time thing. You can do it monthly. Um, There's different rewards for different tiers so check out the patreon the link is on the website crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com so check it out for as low as 12 dollars a year you too can be a patron you could and it would help us out this podcast is free to listen to but not free to make so true join the patreon yeah what else you gotta I, say for this week? I stand by this. Um, I don't know. We're we're heading into Spooktober. Yeah, um, like we said at the beginning, we're doing two episodes a week for the entire month of October. So we have a lot of really cool stuff coming up. Yeah, I mean that's. I think that's all we got going on. Oh, and your pins are being mailed out for those of you who have written reviews for us. Yeah. Um. You Those only are got being a little out. time left yep, for as, uh, pins. Yeah, you've you've got a little under a week left. Um, so get those to us before October 1st and give us your full name, your address, and we will send you a pin and a screenshot of yeah, the review yeah. in question. Screenshot um, the review, send us your name and address, and we will send you out a pin. Holla! And they're cute pins, too. They are very cute. And we will be getting um, more stuff eventually. We're thinking, like, stickers and magnets and various other things. So keep a lookout for that. Also, um, we know people have Androids. Yes. uh, And can't leave an iTunes review or something. If you have a friend that has an iTunes account that you want to leave your review on their from their account you can send us a screenshot of that review and then uh tell us your information and we'll send you a pin um if your parents have an an itunes account um but if not we will do more promos um in the future like more giveaways in the future that will not exclude the android listeners i have an android as well so i know the pain yeah yeah hashtag iphone nation um (laughs) (laughs) um 
But yeah, I think that's it. And also, speaking of merch, let us know. Like we've ta- we've got pins. We've talked about getting stickers and other stuff. Let us know if there's anything you want. Yeah. We slap like a the logo mer- on something. Exactly. Like on your dog, on your car, yeah. like whatever. Um, tattoo it on your ass for all we care. We don't know. <gasps> I would love that. If you do that, like, you don't we'll have to become and, a we'll Patreon come and patron. see you. We will do a live show <laughs> in your house if you do that. Please, yes. nobody do this. Um, <laughs> I, I, I almost love regret it. saying it, but that would be, that would be fucking hysterical. Especially explaining to the next generation, whether it's, like, your kids or your friends' kids or whatever, like... Why do you have this tattoo on your ass? What's it for? I would love to tell my job that I need to take off work because I need to go to wherever the hell in the world to do a <laughs> live podcast taping because somebody got our logo tattooed on their butt. Yep. Oh, I would yeah. Love I, to have that that in be... a, I would love to have that in an official email to my boss. Yes. And also... Not that we don't love Americans in America, but also that especially goes out to our international listeners. Because if we get a free vacation out of this, we wouldn't be free. We'd still it would be yeah, but like (laughs) it would be a forced vacation, which we both need. That's true. I'm here for it. Anyway, I feel like I've been like gearing up to say goodbye for like the past ten minutes. So, yep, we're signing off. Get ready for spooks over. Leave a rating and review. Take a screenshot of it. Send it to us. Um, join the Patreon. All those things. Yep. Okay, thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.